0: Good morning and Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to the Bonafide Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cottrell, with more than 10 years of NCAA Division I and Division II men's basketball coaching experience. And the Bonafide Basketball Podcast is the only podcast with weekly episodes devoted entirely to NCAA Division II men's basketball programs, players, and coaches. Be sure to like, subscribe, and download the Bonafide Basketball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast episodes. Today, Saturday, January 2nd, marks the first full weekend of NCAA Division II men's basketball in 2021. Very exciting weekend, very exciting to see more leagues beginning play across the country. Today's guest gearing up for just that type of start is Coach Tobin Anderson, head men's basketball coach at St. Thomas Aquinas College, just outside New York City. They are currently ranked number seven in the country, preparing to tip off their season in the upcoming weeks. It is now my pleasure to welcome into the the fide Basketball Podcast head men's basketball coach Tobin Anderson from Stack or uh, St. Thomas Aquinas College just down outside New York City. Coach, thank you for joining me this morning. I know your time is valuable. Uh, you've got a season you're preparing for, so uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. It's great, Chris. I, I appreciate you having me, and
1: it's uh, good to be on with you, and you're doing a great job with Division II basketball, so I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. I know you guys are preparing for your season, and I had a lot of notes. I just scrapped them (laughs) because we're talking about what your season might look like. But I know this. I know you're two hours, 45 minutes away from me uh, to the south. And as soon as I can get down in person, when you give me the go-ahead to come down and catch a game, I am there. I can't wait to see you guys play. You know, uh, obviously, you know, uh, streaming and then and then live. Hopefully, one day. But you know, your your season right now, the beginning of your season, so fluid. You know, where are you guys at, at at St. Thomas Aquinas? Like, what's going on in your world right now?
1: Well, first of all, I can't wait for you to come down and see us play too. That'd be, that'd be an awesome thing to get you down here and spend a little time and go out for dinner afterwards or something like that. So we'll, hopefully that happens soon. But um, yeah, we're just kind of like you know we we. It's funny we've, we've had um, we've done more than most teams we've, we've had 30 35 practices first semester and, and 25 workouts so we've actually had a lot of time on the court with our guys so we've we've done more than most teams uh, from a basketball standpoint just no games you know and so right. now we're back and we've got a schedule in place but the schedule is is uh, f- is fluid I think it's going to change quite a bit we have a conference schedule starting in February we're playing some non-conference games hopefully in January but I just lost. I lost two games yesterday. Um, I'll be on the phone today trying to pick some more games up. So I mean, our guys want to play. We've had enough practice practice and we have a we have a veteran team. Uh, 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 most of our guys are back from last year. So um, it's better for us to at this point to, to go play and, and play somebody else and get out there and do that. But it's hard. I mean, there's only so many teams playing. And, and um, you know, that right now that the conditions are not great. So we're uh, we're kind of living in a day by day world. We're going to practice today. Today's December 29th. So we're going to practice and hopefully get a little bit better. And, and our, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to our guys for hanging in there. It's not been an easy year at all. It's been, a, been very tough as far as just, you know, the, their college life is basically come to a halt. You're in, a, you're in your dorm room, you're getting meals to go. Um, they come to practice. There's no, there's no road trips, there's no hangout stuff. We can't do things like that. There's no team dinners, team get togethers. So it's been hard. It's been, I feel like our our new guys we have, we have quite a few new guys this year, like I don't feel like as, as connected as I have in the past to them because I just haven't spent a lot of time away from the court with them. you know we just we're always in you know either, either practicing or it's you know once we're done, get out of there and go back to your room. so it's uh, it's been a challenge, especially for the guys, so we're trying to be uh, patient with them and and just go day by day and hopefully at some point we get to some games and that be, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you and I are both aware, New York State has been very cautious yeah. in its handling of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer to to anything that we're seeing across the country. But taking that into consideration and your league spans know the the uh, the tri-state region, so to speak. You know, there are teams around the country playing. What kind of challenges, what kind of irregularities have you faced You know, from, I guess, when the pandemic started in March, you know, how has uh, how has the uh, the way the New York's handled it and how tightly we've been handling the pandemic? How has that really affected your program? You know, as you look back at what happened at the end of the year and then coming forward this year to, to begin academics, you know, first and foremost, you guys are down by the city. So it's not like you have this sprawling campus. Right. I mean, yeah. How what are you facing right now? Due to the pandemic, that that maybe you weren't even prepared for. Well, first first of
1: all, with just in regards to this last spring, I mean, we we talked about we we had um we had three open scholarships, and we had a couple guys that, that decided to leave. So we we had to recruit basically without any campus visits, any kind of uh, any kind of workouts. I mean, we 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 brought in the, all the new guys. Every new guy we brought in had not visited campus until the first day of classes. So just from that point, wow. point we did we did Zoom calls. We did um I was holding my my cell phone up walking around campus showing and doing a campus tour by phone um I mean it was just a whole different world from that standpoint so there were guys that I met for the first time recruits guys are players now who came here who I had not met in person until their first day on campus so I mean, that just that just unlike anything I think that's true across the board for most most places so that that was a, a, a difference um our guys going home for long periods of time was obviously a lot of times we have we have camp in the summer. Guys come back and work camp. They spend time together. There's a lot of a lot of downtime for them to, to to hang out and play pickup and stuff like that. That was that was not happening. So we kind of you know for the most part put the program on 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 a, on a different track from from March until classes started. When classes started, there was a little bit of a little bit of normal normalcy for us as far as we got back and started workouts and started conditioning and things like that. But then it's like you know you know Coach Chris, you're you a coach. Like by the time you get to October, they want to play games. You know we're yeah. they're, they're sick of. They're sick of the workouts or they're sick of their conditioning, especially when you have a, a veteran team like we do, like our guys. And we were last year, we, we had just won our conference tournament, and getting ready to play in the NCAA tournament. And so our guys were ready to play some very important games. And now all of a sudden those games are canceled. They wanted to pick up right where we left, left off. And so to go back and now no games, no competition has been hard. And like you mentioned about the country and like, you know, it's, it's been tough, I think, for our guys. In March, we all, we all stopped, right? NBA stopped. Colleges stop. There's nothing. Well, now you look out there and Division One's playing. Um, the NBA's playing. Division II's playing a lot of places in the country. I mean, you can watch Midwest games down south, places like that. There there are there are Division II teams that are playing. So it's been, I think, harder now because more people are actually um, playing games. You can turn on the computer. I mean, I've watched a ton of Division II games back in the, in the Midwest and places like that because they're playing right now. So I think it's been harder now knowing – that we're not playing games and that, you know, guys are still, they're young. They don't understand all the, the whole situation. So um, to try to educate them on the fact that like, listen, we're trying to do what's best for, for your health and safety. It's the best thing right now. And, and we also have to follow, we have to follow the guidelines. The guidelines are, are, they are what they are. So we have to follow along and, and, and do what's been told to us. And so we've, we've done that. And I think we've done a great job of that. I just hope now as, as we go, go for, forward, we can find a way to play some games for these guys.
0: Yeah. And, and and I'm thinking about as I was putting this information together and doing my research, I'm thinking about what you're going through, coach. Yep. And And as coaches, we're wired, you know, we're wired like when November 3rd or 5th hits, you're paying attention to everybody around the country, especially in your league. You're paying attention to different teams. Everyone's playing at the same time. Yep. And especially for you, you got right now you have the number seven team in the country you're expected to be really good. You have high expectations, of course. And is there a feeling for you like personally or with your staff where it's like this, this year is so different. Yeah. I want to know how we stack up. All these teams are playing. Like, are we behind? Are we ahead? Do we have enough practice? Like, yeah. th- what's that feeling like for you? Because it's totally different, you know, th- than what we're used to as coaches. I know for me, there's not a single high school doing anything right now. Like we're not losing any time. And, and that puts my mind at ease because I am competitive. I want to make sure that we're on track, but for you guys to see teams around the country playing, you've got a great team coming back. Like what's, what's the feeling like for you and your staff compared to a typical, you know, a typical start to the season.
1: Yeah. That's a great, that's a great question. And a great, a great point because uh, for, you know, first of all, for me personally, like I, my whole life, my dad was a high school coach back in iowa and south dakota for so i, I grew up my, my dad being a coach so the whole your whole life is based on the season right you start the season basketball mm-hmm. season you start and you start you start in october you start practice and you start games in november you go through the year It's there's ups and downs like there's there's never time over the holidays i mean you might have a day or two off but for the most part you're still practicing so it's there's a rhythm to the to the the, the year as far as that kind of stuff goes and it's like there's there's a certain amount of like i love the preparation i love the games i love the practice you love the even after a tough loss you love the fact that hey we gotta we gotta fight back and we gotta keep on keep on working and getting better and that's that's just part of how you're wired like you said that's just just that's just how life is and so now that's totally been thrown upside down where now you're not doing that kind of stuff so it's like i've i've had a hard time personally just trying to stay busy and trying to keep myself occupied and you know i think practice has been good for me i'm not sure it's been I'm not sure yeah. the guys would say it's been great for them but for me it's been great to go in the gym for two hours a day at least like to do some stuff and to, to, to teach and to coach and to 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 try to to work on things that's been good personally um but now it's like yeah like you said it's I don't know where we're at I, I would have a hard time like I we're watching we're talking to the staff like are we are we better than we should be right now are we behind where we should be right now um I watch teams on on video and I'm like man we're not, we're not as good as he's going I watch Lincoln Memorial. I watch Northwest Missouri State. And say, man, they'll beat this fight. They'll beat this by twenty. Like I don't know that. I don't know. You know. Um. So you just try to make a judgment call there. And like, you know, are the I think the biggest thing too is that the new guys are, are the new guys ready or our freshmen are the you know you, by this time you played you played ten games and you can kind of see what guys can help you. What guys are, are probably a year away. Right now we have we have no idea. So it'll be, if we do start playing, which I think, I think we will, I, I'm trying to be an optimist here and hope that we'll, we'll eventually start playing. It'll be a, a totally different situation. Cause you're going to jump right in and like some of these guys who've been here for four or five months, it'll be their first game action. And, and what happens when the lights go on and how do they respond and things like that. And for, as a coaching staff, we're going to have to try to probably change things up a little bit too, as far as how we approach things. So um, we talk about that all the time, but I, you know, as as you know, this is a this is a once in a lifetime situation. It's, there's no you can't ask me about what happened, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago. It's all new. So I mean, I talked to my buddies. I talk. You know what what are you doing? What what do you guys doing as a team? Is there things you're doing to stay busy? What do you what do you, you know? I mean, we've we've been I think fairly creative and innov- innovative on on our end to, to make it um, fresh and interesting for the guys. But it's all new for all of us. So if anybody thinks they have all the answers, they're 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 lying to you. It's 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 a it's a it's it's not. Not easy for for any of any of us, but, um, you know, we're going to we're going to take the challenge on. And and I think it'll help us, um, you know, a little bit of I want to call it adversity because we're every every, the whole world's facing it right now. But just a little bit of a challenge as far as like being different this year. It'll be be interesting.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think being different and, and facing that challenge head on. I mean, there are a lot of circumstances that are far more difficult than trying to play a basketball game or run a podcast. Right. So uh, obviously there's more adversity out there, but being different uh, being and and being relevant, right? Like how are you relevant in 2021 when you start playing? I think that's a big question that a lot of staffs are asking themselves. And and to be honest with you, coach, like I got married over the summer. (laughs) Congratulations. and, And yeah, thank you. And, and had I not come up with this podcast, And some other things I'm working on outside of teaching school, it might've been the shortage marriage of all time because she was not expecting me to be home. (laughs) Like at three o'clock on, in October, you know, what are you doing home at three o'clock in October? Like you got to find something to do, get out of the house. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I'm married to a great, a great woman. Who's, uh, you know, she's only known me as a varsity head coach, so she gets what we have yep. to do in the cyclility yep. of the year, which which I'm very lucky for. But yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. My my, my wife is like
1: I, I spend too much time at home, and she I drive, drive her crazy. So we got a we got a dog. I've been I've been anti dog for my whole life. Like we're not gonna get, get a dog, and I've got two kids. Like one's my son's 14, my daughter's 11. They've been pushing for a long time, and finally I just broke down. So you know what? We're home enough. Let's just get a. So we got this dog. We got this dog now, which is which is a whole another world. So so that's kept. um the family occupied so I can still sneak off to the office once in a while or things like that. But, it, but you're right though. You too much, too much time together can, can drive, can drive both of you crazy. So uh, it is uh, a whole new world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I have one more like hypothetical for you because this is really fun yep. for me uh, trying to put myself in your yep. shoes and figure out what's best for your programs. I spoke with coach Perno last week at, at yep. St. Rose. Uh, as you know, the Northeast 10 Conference announced that they were canceling their season. Um, was there ever a moment for you, or has there been, as the cyclicity of the news, you know, and in, in and around the area, like the ups and downs of what you're facing? Was there ever a feeling for you of like, we have a really good team, we might not yeah. play. What happens yeah. next?
1: Well, I was surprised when the Northeast 10 canceled. I, I thought there's there's some schools in that league that, and, that, 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 and the reality is in our region. The Northeast 10 kind of drives the bus. The Northeast 10 has been the been the big dog in our region. It's been the best conference for, for a number of years. And so, my concern was when they canceled or when schools like that cancel, like the Sunshine State cancels down in Florida, that now all of a sudden everybody's going to follow their lead and kind of say, hey, if they're if they're not playing, why why are we playing? You know. So I think that's you're kind of worried about that. I mean, our our, our administration, our, we have a new president who's um, who's tremendous. Like he's a he's a great guy. He's a big sports guy, but he's also just a great. He understands. Um, I think the the situation we're in, as far as like you know, he wants to provide for our students and make it a good experience for them. So they've been behind us um, every step of the way. They've they're there's they're not just saying hey, open the doors and do whatever you want to do, but they've, they've they're we're, we're testing, we're doing all the right things. He wants us to play. I do think the fact that we're that we're pretty good helps a little bit because I think he wants to you know he, our guys have put a lot of effort and time into it to it. So he'd like to see us play. But yeah, I mean, every day I worry about. A phone call a text an email saying hey the conference has decided not to play or we decide you know I, so yeah yeah a hundred percent you know you worry about the guys like I'm trying to what I've done is I've tried to be very upfront with our guys and very honest and tell them exactly what's going on as opposed to trying to like you know here, here's where we're at like there's no guarantees the schedule right now is, is a mess we're doing the best we can I'm trying to find games just letting them know where we're where we're at because if you don't they're the ones that you know that I think a lot of times if you don't give them answers and provide provide some information they start hearing rumors like we have we have rumors all the time you know it's like they <laughs> they, they start hearing Oh, coach i heard we're canceling this afternoon or i heard this is happening or whatever i'm like no that's not fellas that's not happening um it's been great like our president has joined us on zoom calls and he's been on a couple zoom calls with just just our team just our team. That's So awesome. like, like you can't find many presidents who would do that so i, I think in part of our success we can talk about that as, as the podcast goes on is at a place like st thomas aquinas like we've had great support from the administration and they um from the first, time, first day I was here, it's kind of continued on. And, you know, they're not reckless at all. They're not, they're not putting us in a bad position. Our health and safety comes first. But I think if we can find a way to play and do it safely and healthy, healthy and not jeopardize our, our student-athletes, I think they want us to play. And, and so that's been, that's been good. But like you said, I, I don't, you know, it's, 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 right now we're, we're, we're taping this at 1030 on a Tuesday morning. The world could change by 3 o'clock this afternoon, you know. And, like, you watch – what I've tried to do yeah. is I've tried to stay off social media – because you start seeing the game cancellations. Like you said, I just saw this morning Towson was going to play Iona and that got canceled. I'm like, oh man, these things start getting canceled. I, I try to stay off as much. It's hard to because that just kind of gives you a negative vibe the whole way through. So um, but it's yeah, you're you're right though. It's it's uh you worry about that all the time.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't I don't envy that that no. position. Um, you know, and we've talked, we've talked earlier in the podcast about. Looking ahead of the season, obviously we don't know really when your first game is. You got some things that are up in the air and fluid. We we know you guys are excited as they should be, but you mentioned you're 35 practices in, 25 workouts in, and, and like we said, you know this hits coaches and teams like the end of October. It's like okay, we got to play somebody else. I'm like, how good are we? And then you want the guys want to stop playing against one another. Like they're they're tired of one another. My question is, how have you managed? You know, yep. um, you know, 50 practices. You know, 50 practices and workouts in a competitive, intense physical environment. I know you guys play a very physical style of basketball, very intense style of basketball. You know, how have you been able to balance that uh, competitiveness with the patience? You know, to be prepared and ready to play. You know, could be another 20 yep. days from yeah, now.
1: that, and I think that's the hardest, the hardest part. So I've I've kind of had to take my foot off the pedal a little bit as far as our our I don't want to say intensity because we still when we go we go hard, but like we've we've tried to for the most part not go two days in a row with our our two conventional practices. Like we'll go usually Monday's a hard day. We'll go we'll go for two hours and go com- compete and go up and down and do all our usual practice. Tuesday we'll shoot. We'll just like, we we'll groups, groups of three or four guys. We'll shoot for forty five minutes to an hour. Do a little bit of conditioning, but definitely just more of a skill thing. Wednesday we'll practice again a little bit shorter, um, but, a, but but pretty hard again. Then Thursday's our three on three day. we'll put the, just play three on three so we'll divide up into teams either in two groups or four groups and do three on three. We'll have like a winner's basket just to make, and that's kind of fun. it's competitive but it's fun. We, we actually do a lot of three on three stuff with our with our team and in our, our usual stuff in our, in our offense defense so it's not that's not unlikely than we usually do but more of a, more of a like a I don't I try not to teach as much on Thursday more of a just let them play and compete and then and what we we started doing this about a month ago. On Friday, we on Thursday night, we pick teams. We have two captains. We pick teams. Then on Friday, we practice with, with your team. So I had the, the teams in half and half. Then on Saturday morning, we call them Saturday morning scrimmages. We come in at, at 8 in the morning, and one assistant coach takes one team. One takes the other team. Me and my top, my associate head coach, we referee, and we just scrimmage for for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Um, team versus team. We've done scouting reports. Like each, each assistant coach does a scouting report on the, on the other team. We play for like – you know, the winning team goes, goes to five guys. The winning team gets pizza um, or shirts or something like that. So, we've had four or five of those like Saturday morning scrimmages. And it's been kind of fun and they're kind of, they talk trash and that's been, it's been kind of light. And I've done a good job, I think, on those, those Saturdays of, of refereeing. They, they, they hate my referee and my officiating. I guess, according to them, is just terrible. <laughs> but they, I don't do a lot of stopping and talking and, and trying to teach. We, we, we film it and we'll come back in usually on Monday morning or Monday afternoon and watch the film and then go through it that way and more of a, of a, you know, instructional thing then, but we've, we've tried to stay to that schedule and the guys have told me the feedback I've gotten is they actually enjoy that, which has been good. Um, so now it's like, we're back for, we're going to start playing games. So now you go back to your conventional schedule, but then the fact that you're going to have cancellations and things like that, it's hard, it's hard to, to, you know, it's, 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 it's impossible to plan almost, you know, it's just, it's impossible to say this is what we're going to yeah. do because, you know, we, we had two games canceled yesterday. Well, now, Maybe we'll go back to the. Maybe we'll, we'll go back to one day on, one day off as far as our our, our competitive hard hard practices and you know figure things out. So it's going to be kind of a fly by the seat of the pants. I think for us because we're big into we we press and, and play really up tempo to try to stay in shape, like just to, to make sure we keep our conditioning level high. So we'll do a lot of that stuff just as, as part of our workouts or practices, but um, maybe a little bit less of the the true five on five grind stuff until we know for sure. Um, we're gonna start playing, <laughs> but then who knows? That that can be that can change yeah. too. So it's a it's a whole it's a brand new thing, man. It's 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 not easy.
0: But I think I I got I got a comment on this because the evolution of like practice planning right now, like I know for me I have a whole bunch of ideas. I'm looking at you know if we when we play if we get to practice whatever we get to do. Like I've gotten oh. so many good ideas about how people are handling the yeah. pandemic. It's like, why didn't I think of this before? Why do we need, why do we need, you know, as coaches, you know, we're all trying to evolve within yep. the same wheel, right? We don't want to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to evolve, you know, inside of it. And, uh, and you know, you finally think outside the box and it takes something like this to really get your, your 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 mind going. And it's like, why didn't I think of that? So I love, I love the evolution, you know, and what you're doing the preseason, like a five day schedule, six day schedule with a, a scrimmage at the end. Like I, the the build up to that has got to be a lot of yeah, fun That for
1: the was guys. that was yeah like like you said we're just we're just trying to be creative and we sit around as a staff, we talk and we ask other guys' opinions out, out there and other coaches and like you know there's been so many so many different Zoom calls and clinics and things like that. You got get a million ideas and you can't you can't do them all. So it's like my problem is I don't know how you are Chris, but it's like I, I think of like well, let's try let's try this offense or let's let's try we don't play any zone. Let's let's maybe we should put a zone in just to, to mess around with the zone. Let's let's put in this you know dribble drive motion or let's let's uh I've got, you know, it's like, you know, I also want to go too crazy and do too much stuff where you feel like it's like, that might be fun for me. I'm not sure it's as much fun for the, for the players. So we're trying to think, think how they're thinking and put ourselves in their shoes and understand that they're for the most part sitting in their rooms and not doing a whole lot right now, as far as socially and, and, and having a great time. So we're trying to make it when they kind of practice to make it enjoyable, make it fun, make it light. Um, But also, we know we do, we do. So when the days we do practice, like we go hard and I do yell and scream and we do demand and you know, you have, you have to, you can't, you can't not be yourself. And that's why yeah. I've, I've told the guys, like, I can't, I can't not be who I am. So we're going to, we're going to go hard. We're going to compete. And the, the way I can kind of um, rein myself in a little bit is to have those days built in where it's not like I can kind of step back and say, Hey, let's play some three on three. Let's do some shooting stuff. Let's scrimmage where I'm not having to, to do all the, the teaching and the instruction, the yelling, the screaming, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I, you you got to kind of train yourself a little bit as a coach to to you know to look beyond how you're thinking or how the program and like, like, think about the guys and what they're doing. And I'm lucky, I will say this. And you, like you look out there in college basketball, and you see the teams that are like Gonzaga and and um, you know, Northwestern, and teams that are having good years are for the most part pretty pretty old teams, pretty vet, veteran teams. Wisconsin's having a good year, and I think we're we're pretty old. We're pretty we have veteran guys. So they're able to handle this a lot better than if we had a bunch of freshmen who or a bunch of young guys who were you know just hadn't been through college basketball before. Like all of our guys, for the most part, have been been through a couple of seasons. They kind of know um, if I say to them, "Hey, you know, we're going to play some really good teams down the road. We have to get ourselves ready." Those guys can t- can tell the guys that you know this is this what's coming. You know, we're going to play. You know, if if things go the way we we'll, we want them to, we'll play some good teams. Let's get ourselves ready because if we don't do it now, it'll be too late at that point. So um, it's been a, a lot of help from the older guys and the. The veteran guys in our program
0: yeah so let's fast forward to you know to to this year uh you wrapped up 2019 2020 25 and 5 you were number 12 in the country your east coast conference tournament champions you're returning two first teamers from the all east coast conference um Obi Caraballo, uh, 18 points per game, eight rebounds per game. I think he was second in the league. He shot 60% from the field. And uh, Dimitri Roberts, 15 points per game, an incredible statistic, 113 assists, averaged four assists per game. And uh, he shot 42% from three. Talk about the return of those two guys first uh, and what they mean to your team. Yeah, those are
1: two two unbelievable unbelievable kids unbelievable people and just just um so they they've started since day one they so this, this is their they're both juniors now and they've they've started since the the very first uh game we played when they were freshmen so they've they've had oh jeez they've had sixty games of experience and that you know that's NCA games that's sweet sixteen games that's conference championships the whole thing so they're those are like you know one of those years is like is like' was almost like two or three years so they've had they've they've had a lot of experience um in playing and practicing and playing at a high level. They're both really good players. They're both, they're both great kids. Like I'd say right now, like they're, they're probably in, Obi's in the best shape of his life. He really got himself in a great shape over the quarantine. And he came back in here and he's, you know, on a mission and he's, he's he's playing well. So he's, he's, if, if if there's a better low post or mid post player than him in the country, I've got, I've got to see him. He's just a tremendous offensive player from 15 feet and in. Um, He's working on his three-point shot where he can shoot the ball a little bit better. But he's a he's a really good player, just knows how to score, knows how to play. He plays his best. Like I think he had 29 points in the, in the finals last year against Bridgeport in a, in a really good game. He plays his best against good good teams. And then Dimitri's our point guard. He's been our point guard since day one. He comes from Mount Vernon High School down in New York City. So you're not going to find a tougher guy than him. He's as tough as they come. He's as hard a working guy as there is. Like, the quarantine really hurt him because he wants to be in the gym two or three times a day. He's he's in here, for the most part, every morning at like five forty five six a m shooting um working on his game working on things in the weight room like he's his his body's been built up to like he looks like a an n f l player like a, like a like a safety or a cornerback i mean he's just in, in tremendous shape so he's a great player too both those guys are great players they've been great players for us for for a couple of years and the third guy i'm sure you'll probably bring him up in a second is the kid grant singleton who i think the last half of the year ended up being as good as any first team player in our in our conference as well. He's from South Carolina. He's a he's a junior as well, and he's also um, one of the best players in the region. And so those three guys are kind of leading us right now. They're all three excellent players, excellent guy. You know, just great kids. And and um, I think their work ethic is really is really been good for the rest of the guys because it's not only they're they're tremendous players, but just the fact that they're the first guys in the gym every day. They're all three in great shape that set a good tone for, for our guys. So no, that's, we expect a lot out of those three guys. Um, and the best part is they expect a lot out, out of themselves too. So it's not, I don't have to do a whole lot of motivating or or they're, they they take care of that themselves for the most part. So that's a matter of how do we blend in the, the new guys and the veterans with those, with those guys who I think are all three really good players. And, you know, to be, to be good at this level, you've got to have a couple guys who quite frankly probably shouldn't be here who are maybe above the level who, who, um, could play at the you know play in the MAC or play in the Northeast t- Northeast Conference and and I think both all three of those guys are, are that level of players.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You got to have guys that can compete yep. a yep. level above you to to be elite yep. at, at your level. You know, talking about Dimitri Roberts, like yeah. that, that's a Mount Vernon guy, right? Like that is the prototypical Mount Vernon high school basketball player. I mean, a storied program in our state. Uh, but yeah, that yeah hearing you talk about Dimitri Roberts brings back memories of being at the Civic Center and wow. just seeing their tough guards, you know the the incredible players they've had over uh, over the course of you know the 90s yeah. into the 2000s. So talk about coach talk about Lewis Griffith he, he, you know he's the fourth player um, th- that that yep. we're gonna mention right now in addition to Roberts and Caraballo and Singleton the fourth player that played more than yep. 20 minutes per game last year. So you got four guys back who played yep. pretty significant minutes. What is, what is Lou? Lou's from Peoria, take?
1: Illinois? So he's a, um, he's a Midwestern guy. I actually had, I was, I was at Siena, I recruited a kid, Brett, uh, Brett Bisping, who ended up being a really good player at Siena, 1500 point score, thousand point rebounder, great player mm-hmm. for us, for us there. And so his high school coach, I called him up on time "I said, looking for a guard. And we ended up getting, getting Lou from Peoria. And Lou was a, went to Bradley as a division one transfer so he came out, came out here and he's just been, I mean, he's the toughest guy on the block, Like he just, there's no one tougher. He's, he's crazy. He's like certifiably crazy. Like he's, he's like, you know, one of those guys that like he'll, we do shooting drills and he'll he'll we do a bunch of things we do for our program as far as measuring three point attempts and three point goals and things like that. He'll set some crazy record. Like he'll make 83s in five minutes and he'll walk off the court muttering to himself about how he can't make any shots, and things are just it's just awful. His shots all messed up. He missed like five shots in five minutes. You know, he's just like one of those guys that like his his expectation of himself. He thinks he should be playing for the Miami Heat right now. He thinks he's Duncan Robinson. So I mean, and like he's a five nine, and I'm being probably generous, a guard that can't jump, that can't run, that's a, a, you know not a great athlete who's literally just wills us to win. Whatever team I put Lou on in practice, his team wins. And he, and he talks he talks trash to him. He tells him he tells him all about it. He's one of those guys like you just love love to coach him. Now he can he can drive you crazy because he he's never met a shot he doesn't like. Like he'll take he'll take shots sometimes. I'm like oh my god, like you know let's get the ball to Obi or whatever. But he he thinks he's making every shot. He thinks that every shot's a good shot. Um, he'll take charges. He'll take crazy. I mean, he'll give his body up the whole thing. So he we mentioned that the three best players like lose a guy like. Those guys love to play with because he's just going to do all the dirty work, all the toughness stuff, make open shots. And like, he just wants to win. You know, he's, I don't think he's come off the bench for us. Like you say, play, play 20 minutes. And like, all I know this much when there's five minutes to go in the game, Lou's going to be on the court. Like Lou will definitely be on the court when there's five minutes to go, four minutes to go. He made a three um, in the NCAA tournament to, to put us in the, um, in the elite oh, sweet 16, two years ago. Um, we're down by three. It's a, it's a big three. Like he doesn't miss, he doesn't miss big threes. He doesn't miss big, big free throws. He's just a tough, hard-nosed kid so he's um he's one of those you know one of those glue guys he's a he's a glue guy and we got a couple other guys that are like him too uh kevin lynch who's a local kid who's a, who's a glue guy um zach zach uh, rosniewski from uh, chicago who's also a glue guy those guys make us um kind of who we are and they're they're maybe not the most talented guys in the world but they're just tough hard nosed and they put the team first and that's that's why we're have a chance to be pretty good
0: Yeah. How do you, so how do you blend these returners? You just mentioned, I think six guys, how do we blend, how do you blend those returners with some of your newcomers, especially in in this circumstance, you know, they haven't played any games yet. Uh, You don't get to do the team building that you normally do. And like, there's also expectations, right? Like when you're a freshman, you're a transfer, you come into St. Thomas Aquinas, it was the same way at Lincoln Memorial you were expected to be good. Like that's just the way it was. And so uh, how are you? How are you balancing that experience for your? Yeah, for you know, Chris, guys man, right at, the high,
1: at that level, like, you know, first of all, when the guys get here, it's a little bit of an eye opener for them to say, "Wow, that you know, <laughs> these guys are pretty good." Yeah, like, like, okay, oh,
0: yeah. These guys
1: come out of high school, think like, well, <laughs> I'm going to come in a Division Two, I'm going to light the world on fire and be a you know start and play big minutes or whatever. And it's like, wow, I'm 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 way behind um, uh, Demetri Roberts or Grant Singleton or, or, or Obi. So uh, then they got to kind of change their mentality. It goes from being like, hey, "I'm going to come in and be a stud," to now if, I've got to become um how do i help us win like how do i how can i how can i get on the court and like we always tell our guys that it's, it's about defense i mean your your, your defense will you I don't, i'm not concerned about scoring points i'm not concerned about making shots like if you can come in and defend and press and, and and play hard for us uh we'll find a spot for you and because we press we we play a lot of guys so that's a that's a good thing i think we right. can play we can go 10 or 11 deep and those young guys they yeah, we won't we won't start i don't i can tell you this right now we won't start any any, any new guys um But they'll come in. They'll come off the bench. They'll play. They'll play minutes. They'll play, um, you know, they'll be in the rotation and they'll get a chance and we'll see what happens from there. But I think the blending part is going to be maybe a little more difficult this year. I think we'll lean more on our veterans um, as we go into the conference season. Then you know, because usually you have you have 10 or 12 games before conference play to get yourself ready to see what you have. It may not be like that this year, so I think our veterans are gonna to have to lead us and, and do more things for us, and the young guys will have to just kind of figure out their way as we go along and you know it might be our more talented freshmen might not play as many minutes um this year compared to the past. I think down the road they'll still be really good players for us, but we need more guys who are gonna who are gonna do those like we need guys who can defend we need guys who are who are gonna who are um have a high basketball i q you know it's, it helps you a lot to know when there's four minutes to go that obi has to get the ball. Um, in the post, I mean that, that's the kind of guy I want to have on the floor, as opposed to someone who's, who's looking for their own shot. So I think the young guys who are have a high basketball IQ, who understand the game, um, who can defend, will help us. But it's it's going to be it's going to be different. It's be it's be a challenge. And there's a, there's a you know I think the the, the us playing back to back, which a lot of schools are doing, we're going to do that in the conference too, might be a benefit because then we'll have to go a little maybe a little bit deeper even than we're used to, and that'll give more guys an opportunity to um, to to have a have a shot at playing. But um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely going to be different for them. But it's it's funny you just just like you know it's it's amazing how the the new guys come in and they're just like why <laughs> their eyes are their eyes are kind of like you know they they I've had a couple guys say man I didn't I didn't know uh, how good Demetri was I didn't know how good I didn't how good Grant was like and then, <laughs> then they've got guys off the bench older guys we have a kid Devontae Jamison who's been who's a sophomore who didn't play at all last year for us who got a lot better over the over the summer. And all of a sudden, he's like a, hes a problem, you know. He's—he's a—he's a—he's a hard guy to guard. So, um, guys make that big jump between their freshman and sophomore years. And so, I'm hoping our freshmen this this year could be, a, you know, it's a, it's a bonus year to get their eligibility back. This could be a great year for them to get some experience and really improve. And you know, if we're all back next year, it could be a, could be a a, a win win for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you said something earlier, coach about having, you know, describing your best players yep. like they're unbelievable people, right? If you get if you get a recruit that comes on campus and they play, you know, they, they, maybe they, they do some uh, pickup or they play a little bit with, with a top 10 team in the country. If they don't come talk to you with a little humility <laughs> yep. afterwards, like, you know, that's probably not yep. the guy who's going to make it in your program. Like, that's yep. that's the first indication that you're saying, hey, you know what? If this if this dude still thinks he's the man after after what just happened, like, like you know we don't we don't want him. So yeah, I mean uh, yep. that's always really fun and interesting to see how kids you know pan yep. out when they visit and then they come back and the first couple of weeks are always an eye opener. Have have you guys talked about the expectations on your team this year, or is that something you're holding off on? You, you know, it's, it's funny. Like
1: we, we don't really talk about it at all. And it's like the the rankings, like, you know, I, I think the rankings are stupid. I think the rankings are, are ridiculous sometimes as far as like, you know, I mean, who, who's to say, you know, we've been ranked for a long time with our success and stuff. There's been times that we've been ranked. I've been like, ah, we're not, there's no way we're a top 15 team or top 20. I think this year we probably are legitimately a top, a top 10 team. I think we're actually probably good enough this year to be in that category. You know, we're, we were very good last year. We got most of the team back for this year. So, I, you know, just seeing other teams that are out there, I, I think we're definitely – Definitely can can play at that level. So I, I've told them at times. I said, "Listen, like go, go watch um, Lincoln Memorial's playing tonight on T. Go watch that. Put it on. Put it on the, the live stream and watch watch that game. Or put on Northwest Missouri State. Or put on um, West Texas A and M. Some of those teams that are that are ranked in our same category. I said, watch those teams and just and just see what you think. You know. And I think just and our guys are doing that. They're watching some more of those games. You know, during the year we can't usually do that because we're usually playing those nights. You know. So I think it's been um, for our guys. Just kind of like, hey, there's, there's some big fish out there. And, like, we've, we've been successful. We haven't been as successful as what Josh has done at Lincoln or what, what Ben's done at Northwest Missouri State. So, like, where there's, you know, we still have a ways to go. And I want our guys to know that's, that's the level we, we're trying to get to. You know, we're trying to get to that point where we can go to a, a elite eight or a Final Four and not only just get there, but, that, but to beat those teams. You know, so I think we don't talk about it as a team, but I'll put some hints out there. I'll say some things sometimes just to – but, you know, we got our hands full. Even in our own region, I mean, Damon's going to be very good from Buffalo and in our conference, and you know, it depends on who plays in the CAC. But Dominican's always good, Bloomfield's always good, so we got our hands full in our own region. Um, but I think it's important to know that there's there's some teams out there we're trying to get to that we'd like to, and I and I also have some guys on my team that like like I talk about the kid Lou, like Lou Lou knows Lou knows all that stuff, so Lou's talking to him all, Lou's doing Lou's doing that for for me, and he's always saying, man, you know, you do that kind of stuff, we, we we're going we're gonna get drilled by, you know. Lincoln Memorial. I'm like, well, Lou, you don't even know what you're talking about, but Lou, Lou does Lou, Lou's kind of got his, his finger on the pulse of division two basketball across the country, or, you know, like he's got a, you know, the league out in, in the Midwest with, with, uh, with, uh, Drury and it's, it's the, the GLV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, he knows a lot GLV, of buddies yeah. that play out there and he's always talking trash about how this team's good and this team's good and that kind of stuff. So we, we have enough guys who who pay attention that, 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 that they kind of know what the expectations are and things like that. But, uh, you know, I mean, no, no, we were in the Elite Eight three years ago or four years ago. None of the guys on this year's team played in the Elite Eight. So we, you know, this is all, you know, we'd like to get back to that. Um, and I think that's a goal for the guys. And so they, they do they do talk about it. But, but uh, you know, I don't spend a lot of time going on with, with, you know, just by just saying, hey, we're ranked or that things like that. You know, but it, listen, I, it's not bad to be ranked. I, I, don't, I don't mind that. I mean, it helps with recruiting. It helps with alumni. It helps with the people on campus. So I don't mind it, but let's, you know, Let's be honest, there's those rankings sometimes. We, we keep moving up. We don't play – you know, my brother just called me about a half an hour ago, and he's like, well, you guys keep moving up. I said, yeah, we can't lose because we're not playing any game. <laughs> Teams keep – ahead of us keep on <laughs> losing. We'll be, we'll be top three in the country pretty soon. So I'm not putting a lot of stock into that.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just go play one game and shut it down. You know, play one yep. game, be the in-region, you know, in-region, out-of-conference, exactly, on the road, exactly. play one game, and then exactly. will be good to go. You'll be, you know, but you have a coach. You've had a tremendous success at, at stack. You have a really strong history there. Last year was no different. And I want to take a moment to go back and revisit, um, you know, the, the abrupt ending of that season. You guys had won three in a row. You've just defeated Bridgeport in the championship game of the East Coast Conference. You know, the season gets canceled. Where were you? And how did you find out? Yeah, so you kind of knew that had happened.
1: We're down in D.C. for the conference tournament. and you, it, Things had started to get kind of bad across the country, and we, you know, I remember we we're meeting as a as a as a coaches before the um before the the, the conference tournament, the final the final is on a Saturday, and they're talking about like you know let's not let's not shake hands let's not let's not uh, when we do the starters let's not get together. And Everybody's kind of like oh that's kind of ridiculous or whatever. Well, you know. They ended up being pretty prophetic, but but um, so we we win and we we played great down there. I remember it, was a, it was a beautiful day in D.C. It was like it was like seventy five degrees, and we just we just beat Bridgeport, who's a who's a hell of a team. We you know top top ten team in the country last year, very good, and they beaten us twice during the year, so it was, a, it was a great win for us. And you cut the nets down, and you're you're celebrating, and you're happy as heck, and you're driving home, you're on top of the world. And then you know by m- by Monday or Tuesday, when I think the Ivy League canceled first, And it is like you can just see things are going downhill. And then by Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday night, they canceled the. Um, the the, the the Rudy Gobert and the Jazz got canceled. I was sitting on my couch with my wife, and once I saw that, I'm like, "Oh, we're not. There's no way we're playing." You know, you just you just knew at that point there's no way. But they'd already said no fans, so it was going in that direction the, the whole time. So it was obviously very disappointing because because we're playing well and we're going to play Dominican, who's who's in you know they're a mile away from our campus and they'd beaten us. Um, they'd beaten us the sixth game of the year yeah. at our place, and uh, they just came in here and took it to us and played better than we did. So we were looking forward to playing them again, and it's a great rivalry. And and um, so it kind of it kind of it was too bad. And they had they had a, they had a really good team too. A lot they had a lot of seniors. So um, we only had one senior. So it would have been kind of nice to to play that team that they had they had last year. You know, it never never happened. So um, yeah, it was it was it was definitely disappointing. But I think we all kind of knew at that point with the NBA stopping and, and the canceling the NCAA tournaments, it was, it was the right thing to do. I think it's actually been harder now because of the fact that like now more people are playing across the country. Back, back then everybody just canceled and it was like, all right, the guys kind of understood and mm-hmm. we sent them home and you know, a lot, actually it was funny. We were on strike we on spring break that week and our guys wanted to stay. Our guys, like, a lot of our guys didn't want to go home. And I said, well, no, it, it's, you need to go home. It's, it, it's better to be home right now because New York was going crazy at that point with all the cases. And, um, so it was just a a crazy time, you know, a crazy time. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's too bad because you, you like to play that tournament, but that's just, just the way it is.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, what a crazy, it was a crazy month, you know, I think about how everything happened. I mean, I can remember, you know, we came back for last year was my first full year teaching. So talk about like a crazy adjustment to be made. Um, yeah, I can remember walking into our youth program in, in in March and saying, "Hey, you know, this is our last practice. We're going to shut yep. it down for two weeks, so we'll be back." You know, and and two weeks later, is said, "Okay, well, after April break, we'll we'll resume our workouts." And then it was May. Then it was like yep. then it was like, yep. you know what? This isn't happening. So 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 let's just adjust. But did you did you face any additional challenges? at St. Thomas Aquinas because of your proximity you know, I, I don't to think the for the city. most part,
1: no, because we're, we're, you know, we're ways we're about 20 miles outside of the city. So it's like, we're, we're a pretty good suburb where it's not, it's not too tight. Like right. we're not, we're not like, like near New Rochelle was where, where Iona's at was. And it was in a bad spot at that time. The, the, the national guard came in and there was more, more of that going on. If you, you can stay here at St. Thomas and not be involved in it's pretty quiet. The campus is pretty quiet. Things are pretty quiet here. Um, but the hard part is there's also, you know, it's, we've got, we have guys from the city. We have, we have, we have four or five guys who are from New York city. So to tell them, Hey, you're better off probably staying here than going home. If you do go home, you gotta be smart. And at that point, no one really knew a whole lot what was going on as far as like all the, you know, how contagious it was. And we all, there's rumors and things like that. So, you know, trying to tell the guys, listen, you got to take this seriously. It's it's a, it's a serious thing. And, you know, we have, we have four international players. So, they had no option but to stay here and just kind of be on campus. And so, um, but I do think our campus is is a, is a safe place. It's a good place. They did a, they did a nice job handling the whole situation. So um, I don't think for the most part that being next to the city was 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 too was too crazy. And we just kind of like you said, it was just like you know we we thought it was going to be two weeks or maybe a month, and it ends up being you know ends up being till now. You know, so it's yeah, here we are. That's that's the hard that's the hard here part. I think are. is like we all thought. Well, listen, by the time July comes along we'll be fine or August comes along or September. Now we're sitting here nine months later and it's basically just as bad as it was back then. So that's, that's, I guess that's the toughest thing.
0: Yeah. And, and, and so I got a couple more questions for you, coach, as I want to respect your time. I You're know good. we're coming up good. on 45 minutes. Um, you know, so, so last year when the season gets canceled, you know, and then to have this season delayed, um, no matter how your season ends, unless you're the one team that wins it all, right. No matter yep. how your season ends, it's very final. And, and it was extremely final last year, considering yeah. you didn't get to play, you know, you won your last game and, you, and you're looking forward to, you know, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament, you know, how do has that changed the mindset? Like you, you guys haven't played a meaningful <laughs> basketball game wow. in 302 yeah. days. Wow. Right. So like, it's going to be 302 days, yeah. and that was assuming you guys might start on the 10th, which we know now is not not the case. But like, what's it going to be like? Or has has your mindset changed? Has your players' mindset changed as you watch basketball around the country? You went through the experience of last year ending so abruptly. Like, what's it like right now for you and for your players? Like, you're the the light. Seems yeah, to no, I the think,
1: the and you make a great point, Chris. Like, it's like usually mostly the time at the end of the year you usually get beat Like you, know, you come in you, you lose a game and hopefully in the ncaa tournament or the sweet 16 or the round of 30 you know 32 whatever and you come in you got beat and you say well listen that was we had a good year but not as good as we want it to be and we have to get better and we're going to learn from this this loss and all that kind of stuff well, we didn't have that last year there's no 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 finality to it just kind of like we, we, we just that was just it you know so i think it'll be interesting like i mean i think our guys i would think you know that our guys would come out i mean just like ready to go and want to play and like be, be so excited to play. And I think they will, but like, you know, it's, we haven't played, we haven't played in 300 days, like 300 and some days. So it's like, I don't know how it's going to be. Could be a little bit nervous. Could be a little bit rusty. I, I, you know, just you watch some of these games on TV and like certain teams, like I was watching Michigan state last night and they like, they look terrible, you know? And like, well, there's probably more, more to that than meets the eye as far as like what's going on behind the scenes or guys, you know, if you've been in quarantine for 14 days, it's hard to come out of that and, and still be in shape or whatever. So, I think it's all a new world for all of us. And and um, I know our guys want to play. I know that for sure. And like, that's a thing across the country. And, you know, I, I I go back and forth. Like, is it right for us to be playing? Like, some days I think, ah, we shouldn't be playing at all. Then it is. I mean, we should be playing. I know our players um, want to play, and I see how I see how they're they're approaching things and how serious they are about not going off campus and not not. You know, gathering groups and doing the right things. So I know that they're committed to to doing the right things to play. So that that part, um, I know if we get a chance to play, they'll be very excited about about doing that. And I think I think right now it doesn't really matter who you play. You know, it's like there's no there's it doesn't matter. Just just to go play just to go play right. a game would be would be great. So I think then it, and hopefully you like to get back to normal where maybe you play you play eight or ten games and now all of a sudden you get into February and things start to get normal again. Now you're playing. You know, you're playing Damon in a big conference game, which which seems like how it should be. You know, and then you get to the conference tournament. There's a there's a normal conference tournament as far as four, four teams compete for the championship. And you know what? You know, the question is, will there be an NCAA, NCAA Division II tournament? You know, I mean, what, I I I don't know. You know, who and I you know I was talking to Josh yeah. Josh about this a month ago. and He thought he thought no, and some people say yes, and they haven't canceled it yet. So you know, I I don't know. You know, what do you what are your thoughts on it? You think there'll be an NCAA Division II tournament?
0: You know, i I yep. think they I think they will have one, but but I don't know what it's going to look like. We found out a couple yep. weeks ago they decreased yep. the the field to forty eight teams. Yep. That's going to be different. How do you make the tournament? Um, and I I assume you know they're still working through that. I talked to Wayne yep. Kabadi about that. I mean, I think they're going to have it. I think it'd be a terrible yep. misjudgment yep. to not do it. You know, uh, if they if it can be done safely. My thing is. My thing is, and part of the reason I'm doing the podcast is like, you know, the NCAA talks about student athlete experience. Well, yep. you know, there are student yep. athletes outside yep. of the ACC, the Big East, the Big Ten, the SEC. Right. What are we yep. doing for their experience? And, and mental health is a real thing. I mean, yep. I know what I'm feeling. I know how coaches are feeling. Kids are feeling a totally different way. And, and they need, you know, especially at the college level where you're on your own, yep. you know, kids need an outlet especially if that's what you've been doing your entire life. So I think they'll do it. I mean, my fingers are crossed that it gets done. I don't know what it's going to look like. I I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if all three events are in the same, the same area, you know, division one, division two, division three.
1: I feel good after hearing your opinion on that. So that's, that's good. That's good to hear. Cause I I think it should be, there should be one too. I think there's a way, there's a way of doing it. You know, it may take a little bit more, more, you know, thought process and and Mm -hmm. being creative as far as the way things go and, you know, forty-eight teams is forty-eight teams is you know that's it is what it is. Like you got to get in there and, and see what happens. And maybe it's a you know maybe one team hosts um a small pod. You know maybe you, you have three teams at a pod or I don't know how you can do it. But but um, I think when you've had success like we've had like certain teams have had, it's like we don't want to not have an NCAA tournament. You know, it's like that. I, kinda, I think our guys, if you said to them, hey, we're going to play, yeah. but there's no tournament, that that would kind of be a a downer for them. You know, I mean, I think you want at some point go out and play against the best teams that are out there and have a chance to compete at that, that level. So um, it'll be interesting. But, no, I think, I think we can get back and start playing and, and like, maybe things start getting better by February and March, that there'll be a little bit of a normalcy to it and, and get that going.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be different, but I think we'll have it. You know, I think the yep. the, the protocols, I think the, you know, the criteria yep. to make it, it, everything is going to be different. That's but good. I think, I think they'll That's get good, it done. I really do. I'm hopeful for that. So, yep. so, so I got one last question for you, coach. All right. You're down there and stack you're, uh, you guys are, I, I think about, you know, from what I'm seeing, you know, 15, 20 minutes away from the city. Um, when I say you got, you're a New <laughs> yep. York guy, you've been here a while now. So when I say <laughs> upstate New York, what what's the first thing first of all people have no idea what upstate new york is they have, they have no so
1: they're like so i i spent i Thank spent one years as an assistant in potsdam and, and five years as a head coach at clarkson so i've been i've been in upstate P- potsdam new york is upstate new york that is that is upstate new york and i would i would say glenn's falls is, is definitely upstate new york i would say um i mean i think all to me albany is the center of new york you know so i, I you know it's like i've been people people it's funny mm-hmm. like, when you start recruiting the city they're like well you know, I'll talk to some guy from the you know, city and they'll say, well, Hey, you guys are up. You guys are upstate. I'm like, we're not, we're not upstate. We're like 20 minutes away from the city for God's sake. You want to be upstate. You have no, you have no idea what upstate's like. So I was at, like, he's said, Clarkson for, for five years and Hamilton in Hamilton and Utica for, for seven years. Like that's, that's like where it snows every day. And like people don't understand cold until they have been to Potsdam where it's like, like, it's like minus 40 degrees, wind chill. I and mean, that that's a different kind of cold. That's a miserable kind of cold. So um, yeah, they, Upstate New York This is a, We're not in upstate New York I don't even think Albany's upstate New York Like like you go to the north country up to, up to Ogdensburg And Potsdam And Messina And places like that Which I loved Actually I loved Being up there I loved living up there And you know During the summertime The, the two months of summer That you had before It started snowing In like September Was an awesome time Like I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big fisherman So I used to love To fish up there And and, and I loved I loved being up there But man it's um, <laughs> Those winters That's like Those are like dog years Man it's it's like you And like you, when you drive and I used to drive back I used to go recruit in Albany or down, down South in the city. We have to drive, go on um, the, the North way. And then you get off at, get off at um, Warrensburg. I get off at Warrensburg and from Warrensburg, the 3 to Potsdam was two hours and 45 minutes. No, no um, cell phone, cell phone coverage or no cell phone service, no radios. I mean, not nothing. I mean, you, you now they have serious and stuff like that, where you can actually, but like there was, there was no, I just sat in a car by myself and just counted the miles till I got back to Potsdam two hours and 45 minutes. And like, literally if it was snowing, you might not be able to see the road. You might, I might not even see a car, for like for like the whole time back. I might, I might see like five cars the whole drive back. So, so yeah, that's that's the North Country. People, people who think they don't the North Country, they have, they're the upstate New York. They have no idea. So that's a long winded, long winded. But I'm very, I'm very um, passionate about that because I get sick and tired of hearing I'm in Sparkville, New York, or Orangeburg, New York, and that's up upstate. It's not upstate. <laughs>
0: Yeah, people always say so you're down in the city, you're visiting your friends or you know people you know, you're out to us Where are you from? They say upstate and they say oh White Plains. White Plains. Like listen. Yeah. White Plains, you know, like that's not that's not upstate just because it's not in the city. It doesn't mean that so so yeah, I mean I have yep. I have family yep. who have who went to Potsdam, uh some really really close family who went to Potsdam and uh yep. my cousin just graduated from there of course and um oh. but like you know, they have like right plastic, area. beautiful yeah. areas up here and, you know, and, and it's just you like there's so much to New York. So <laughs> you think of upstate, listen, it's not White Plains, yeah. man. It is. It is so much further. But uh, but but Coach Anderson, I want to thank you for your time. I want to acknowledge you for building uh, terrific programs. I and mean, you did a great job at Clarkson and Hamilton and now, you know, uh, at, at Stack at St. Thomas Aquinas. I want to thank you for your time, acknowledge you for all the positive impact you've had on so many players. And, uh, and, and especially, and I hope, you know, for your sake, this year's team, you guys get, uh, get up and running here pretty soon. And and thank you for being, well, thanks on Chris. The I, listen, basketball I really appreciate having on I
1: appreciate what you're doing. And it's great to get some attention to, to, to division two basketball. And that's, you know, it's amazing. I just, I just found you for, you know, a month and a half ago and you know, through the Twitter, the social media thing. And it's, but I've listened to all, all the things and it's, it's, it's great. So I think we all, all of us coaches appreciate what you're doing and taking the time to do this. So this is, this is great. And if you want, you know, at some point in March, you want to have me on again. I'd love to to be on.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like subscribe and download the bonafide basketball podcasts for more weekly episodes. The Bonafide Basketball Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast episodes. If you want the most up-to-date news, insight, and analysis of NCAA Division II men's basketball, follow the Bonafide Basketball Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This is the NCAA men's basketball content you are not getting on ESPN.